재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Did you know? 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 Well, did you know what live geese have to do with matrimony here in Korea? You're about to find out here on Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Did you know is a thing we do in collaboration with the Seoul Global Center. They send over communications officer Michelle Kang to school us on details of life in Korea, all of the intricacies of various cultural ceremonies like marriage. We started last week uh, with the first half of a wedding exploration. Michelle, uh, you told us about uh, some of the arcana of Korean traditional weddings, including a man walking through town with a gift chest on his back and wearing a squid mask on his face. That's right. Dried squid mask. Dried squid. I almost <laughs> wanted to greet you this morning with my squid mask on right. just to say thank you for that, but um, you know, I couldn't find one. So we're going to move past squid masks and into poultry now, mm-hmm. uh, live geese and beyond. Right. We're going to pick up on uh, what a Korean traditional wedding kind looks like. So where do we start? Uh, what about we uh, start talking about the venue, wedding venue. Okay. Nowadays, you know, um, all these weddings um, are held in a wedding hall or a church, but um, weddings were held in the bride's house, in the courtyard. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, when you say courtyard, typically in the past, they would live in a Hanok-style dwelling, exactly. and the courtyard would be in the middle of the rooms, mm-hmm. and that's where everybody gathers for the wedding ceremony. That's right. So bride would stay there, and then the groom would travel to the bride's house mm-hmm. by horse, and then he just not comes uh, alone. He has a bunch of other um, friends and then some other people who would help him. So the groom enters the courtyard with Kirok Abom, uh, another album. <laughs> <laughs> what was the album again? Uh, a man, actually. man who has a son or who is married. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. Kirok, we've heard that word before with Kirogi Appas, those uh, goose dads that send their families over to the United States. So this is the goose guy. Mm-hmm. comes in, the goose man. Yeah, And he's right. got geese. Yes, that's exactly. So he's like the Korean version of the best man, I think. So he brings a pair of live geese. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, it's a pair, it's two. Yes, that's right. So he hands the ducks to the... Or uh, mandarin ducks, geese or ducks. Geese or ducks. Mm-hmm. Geese to the groom, and the groom would give the uh, geese to the mother-in-law as a gift. Because, you know, geese symbolize virtues of marriage. Ah, they do? Mm-hmm. Are they in their mating habits, you mean? Yeah, that's right. Geese mate for a life. So um, after one partner dies, yes, they spend the rest of their lives alone. They oh. don't mate again. Oh, that's a little bit sad. Oh. <laughs> so, so these geese symbolize long life and long uh, togetherness. Mm-hmm. Do, do the geese have much of a future after they become a gift or are they, um, are they dinner? Um, I don't, well, they're just gifts, so they would be, um, I don't know, they were, I don't think they're going to be... I want to say red roasted, basted, perhaps mm, with a little soy sauce. So. No? Okay. <laughs> but um, in modern days, uh, instead of live ones, wooden ducks are used. Ah, there you go. Mm-hmm. bit more symbolic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I gave somebody, uh, I had a friend about a couple of years ago, a Korean friend, and I gave them uh, some sort of 
geese carving. Oh, okay. I thought I was being, you know, because I had heard that before, that it was a typical gift to right. give a representation mm-hmm. of geese or ducks at a wedding. So I mm-hmm. gave him that. Good, good, good. Um, and then we just talked about how the bride and the groom were not supposed to meet each other before the actual wedding ceremony. Uh-huh. Right? So this is the day they can see each other. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> after months, years, I mean, have they ever met before this day or no? No, no, that's never. That's staggering. <laughs> so basically their two families have been planning this whole thing, swapping hints about how compatible they are mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, then they go home and inform the two kids, uh, the bride and the groom. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the engagement in a traditional context, how long would the engagement have been? Months? Years? Months? Yeah. A few months. Mm-hmm. A, a month. Right. All right. So it's your wedding day. Hey, why don't the two of you meet? <laughs> right. So um, the wedding table is set up in the yard. And then in the middle of the yard, there's an altar. And then usually an officiant stands at the altar. Okay. The groom stands on the east side. And then the bride walks to the west side of the wedding table. Uh-huh. Um, and then the bride would accompany two helpers usually. Now, when you use the word officiant, is mm-hmm. this some some kind of faith representative, like a shaman in traditional culture? Or would this be a, a government official? Um generally the person who is a senior of the relatives or in the town okay uh he just presides over the uh, ceremony got it Mm -hmm. someone respectable yes that's right uh and then they would face each other with a table in between them and then uh, a mat is actually placed on the ground um they would stand on the mat and helpers help the bride and groom wash their hands Mm. meaning maybe they're they clean their body and their mind before the uh uh wedding Symbolically. Right. And then they bow to each other. So technically, they can just see each other at this moment, like when they exchange the ceremonial bows. Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of not easy to do that because all these um, outfits, you know, the bride has this long sash-like outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, she holds her arms up until uh, up to the uh, her eyes. So the, the, gr- the bride and the group will try their best to sneak a good pic. <laughs> now, uh, is it? I mean, obviously, in a in a U.S. style wedding ceremony, she's got the um, the white veil, yep. and I guess it's uh, is it the groom that uh, pulls that uh, veil back? Is is she veiled in a Korean traditional context? Um, I think so. Well, she has to just look down the flo- uh, the ground the whole time. Okay, she's very not- demure, looking down. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they bow to each other. Is this just one of those simple sort of hands on the belly bows, or uh, does the the man have to do it like, like a, a super deep bow, deep bow, yeah, deep bow. head to the ground? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And then a very interesting thing is the bride's bow is very difficult to do that. Um, she just lowers her body, and then she sits cross-legged mm. on the floor, and mm. then she has to stand up. So that's why she needs two helpers. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. so they can lift her a bit right, if she's having right. a bit of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the helpers would prepare a rice wine and side dishes, mm. and they vow to heaven and earth that they're uh, tying the knot. And the bride and the groom share rice wine in a cup, which is one half of a gourd. Okay. So um, they would just drink this. They would exchange a gourd deeper and then drink uh, the rice wine three times. Okay. Um, after they finish, the helpers collect two deepers and hold them up in the air. Uh, that means the two have become one. Okay. Mm -hmm. You said they vow to heaven and earth uh, to become one. 
are the wedding vows, the verbiage, is it a standardized thing? I mean, most people can spout off the Western wedding vows from having watched so many TV shows and soap operas and, and stuff. You know, do you take, to have, to hold, all that. Is it standardized in the Korean sense? Um, the officiant actually does that, but there's nothing similar to the Western wedding, but uh, the officiant actually uh, reads out the official document. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's a little bit more official, mm-hmm. maybe even a bit bureaucratic at that point. Right. Okay, so um, they, then they drink three sips of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the bride drinks the wine, the helpers would put some food to her mouth, but then the groom has to pick up some food using chopsticks alone uh, himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say this is because to um, this step is to check if the groom has any physical health problems or... Uh, anything because they never actually met before and then they don't they had no chance to actually see him um, so that's <laughs> how uh, he was okay. tested a bit late in the process to be verifying those things but hey, <laughs> that's, I'm not going to uh, uh, criticize so at that point once mm-hmm. he feeds her that uh, bit of food they've had their three steps of wine they've done their vows mm-hmm. is it uh, is there a pronouncement at that point that's right so the officiant announces them as a husband and a wife and then nearly a wedding couple bow to uh, both families and guests okay and mm-hmm. this is where uh, you know there wasn't I went to a friend's wedding it was sort of half western half Korean mm-hmm. but the western groom went over did a full on bow to the uh, Korean parents mm-hmm. head to the ground everything there wasn't a dry eye in the house at that point. Everybody just lost it. Uh, mm. it, was, it was quite touching. What customs surround the whole uh, cer- ceremony you just talked about? Like, I mean, before and after. Traditional one. I mean, the weddings are westernized here in Korea, but uh, there is a mix of the east and the west. Mm. So in a modern white wedding, a custom called pebek is always performed after a wedding. So mm. the bride and the group get dressed in hanbok and they would go into a separate room. This is for family members only. Okay. Um, guests are not invited. Uh, they would pay respect to their parents by bowing to them. And then the parents would throw some chestnuts and jujubes. Um, into the bride's handbook dress. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that means uh, they would uh, just wish this couple would have as many uh, children as possible. So how did you say you pronounce it? Pebek? Pebek. Pebek. Mm-hmm. So even if you're doing a westernized wedding, this is sort of your hat tip to the Korean culture. Yes. You'll still put on the handbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody else is really in the room except just the, the uh, bride, the groom, and the immediate family. That's right. And then they do a couple of these ritual things mm-hmm. just to ensure good luck. Right. Any other little rituals uh, we need to know about? Um, there's a ritual called 동상례. Mm. It means hanging the groom upside down. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> and do they actually do that? Uh, yes. So right after the wedding, the bride's male relatives would just gather and then grab the groom's feet and then strike the bottom of the feet with anything like wooden rod, a broomstick, or dried codfish. It's uh, because they were just calling he's a thief who stole a maiden oh, in the town. Funny. You um, stole our girl away. Does that still go on here in 2016? Occasionally, yes. All right. <laughs> Sounds like good fun. Anything on the bride's side? Uh, bride's side? Well, um, bride's mother would just uh, serve the food to just uh, stop um, male relatives from hitting the bottom of the feet uh, uh-huh. of the groom. Uh, but it's, people say this is like the same effect as the acupressure therapy for the groom. Having your feet struck with dry cod is mm. good for you. So you good better appreciate you. the fact that we've hung you upside down and are beating your feet. 
Right. You know, help increase the groom's stamina. Oh, okay. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we'll leave the bride and groom alone, I think, uh, at that point. Uh, that is part two of our look at Korean traditional weddings. We hope it's been enlightening, and that's our edition of Did You Know for today. Michelle, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And Koreascape returns right after this.